Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of The Loving Dead by Amelia Beamer, performed by Emily Durante. Everyone was gray and speaking in monosyllabic tones. There was no class, no race. We've been beaten up. I mean, it's so much easier to forgive a zombie. Elena Hoffman, in the Chicago Tribune, May 4, 2009. Chapter 1 The sun had set by the time Kate left the belly dance class. Jamie, the instructor, had stayed late showing Kate a move called the sprinkler, where you swing your hips in a smooth figure eight, then four sharp ticks back to center. It looked like a lawn sprinkler when Jamie did it. Kate, watching herself in the mirror, thought that her attempts looked more like a dog with a hose. But after a few minutes, after all of the other girls had left, she got it. They walked out together from the converted warehouse. This part of Berkeley was mostly artist studios. See you next week, Jamie called. She turned away from the streetlight. See ya, Kate called. Thanks again. Despite her best intentions, she didn't attend every week. She walked towards her car, pleasantly tired. The party Michael was throwing would be in full swing soon, but she would have a few minutes of quiet between now and then. Hey, a woman's voice called. It sounded like Jamie. Kate looked back. Some guy had pushed Jamie up against a van. His face was dangerously close to Jamie's. She was pushing him away. Fuck you, she shouted. She kicked at him. Hey, anyone help? Kate felt a rush of panic. She dropped her finger cymbals, which made a clatter on the sidewalk like a tiny, demented marching band. She ran towards Jamie, her shoulder bag bouncing against her thigh, wishing she had a weapon. There was the little Swiss army knife on her keychain, as if that would scare anyone. Kate found her voice. Hey, Jamie? Jamie turned to look at Kate. So did the guy. It was enough of a distraction for Jamie to wiggle away from him. Kate, at full speed, ran into the guy anyway. He fell. The back of his head made a wet crack on the curb. Kate stumbled, finding her balance against the van. You okay? She turned to Jamie. They both moved away from the guy. Shit, honey. Jamie spat to the side, then wiped her mouth on her bare arm. She let out a long breath. Fucking drunk, thinking with his dick and leading with his chin, she said. Yeah, I'm all right. She didn't sound all right. She spat again. What happened? Kate asked, brushing hair behind her ears. I heard you call out. He attack you? Something like that, Jamie said. You just don't expect that. Not in Berkeley. Panhandling, maybe, but not this. He just came up on me before I knew what was happening. I was looking in my purse for my keys, you know, and before I even hardly see him, he's pushing me up against my van and trying to stick his tongue down my throat. Both women looked down at the sidewalk. The guy's eyes were closed. He was in a bad way, obviously homeless, judging by the layers of clothing he wore against the still warm summer night. Never mind the smell. His hair looked dirty in the yellow light from the street lamp, and his face was smudged. A liquid seeped from near his groin. It bubbled on the sidewalk. Malt liquor. Man! Kate nudged the guy's leg with her foot. He didn't move. Um, she said. He could be bleeding to death from a head injury. Hey! she called softly. You all right, man? Anybody in there? Kate knelt. If he died, it'd be her fault. Don't touch him, honey. You'll wake him up. Fucking drunk, Jamie said, thinking he could rumble me for a few bucks so he can go get a chore boy and a rock. Kate didn't question Jamie's interpretation. It had looked to Kate like the guy had been trying to rape Jamie. 
Um, Kate said, don't you think we should call the cops or something? Report that he attacked you? Get him help? She didn't like police any more than the next twenty-something, but it felt wrong to just leave the guy. He didn't seem to be bleeding, though she couldn't tell in the low light, and she didn't want to touch him. She thought of spending all night trying to explain to the so-called peace officers what had happened, again and again, under migraine-inducing fluorescent lights. Who would she call to bail her out if they put her in jail? Michael would be drunk already. Jamie gave Kate a look. She'd thought the same things, about cops and trouble. The guy stirred, letting out a low moan. So he wasn't dead. That was a relief. Kate backed away from him. She glanced around. The street was dead. No one had seen what they'd done.